John of All Trades Podcast, episode 324. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And my God, does it feel good to be back. It has been how long since last I heard you? More than a month, I think. It's been crazy. There's been travel. There's been sickness. There's been honest-to-God COVID. Literally, I got COVID finally. It took two years, but it happened. Here's a news flash for you. It sucks. It's miserable. All four of us in this house tested positive. Kristen had it the worst. The kids didn't seem to be affected by it, like, at all. And I had some very mild symptoms. But the thing I don't know is, I didn't test positive until a certain point. How reliable is that? How long was I walking around with it, and how awful does that make me feel? Right? You feel like some sort of monster when you don't know. But I went to urgent care. Literally, I went to urgent care the week before. And he said, yeah, you have an ear infection and a sinus infection. It's like, okay, that ain't COVID, right? There's no way I had COVID for that long or like tested negative or the guy in the urgent care. Like, why would he tell me that? So I did a round of antibiotics. And when I was about to wrap that up, that's when I tested positive for COVID. Good God, how annoying. And the thing about that is when you're not feeling well, when you're annoyed, when you're upset, you don't really want to produce content. So it's been a minute since I've seen you. And since I've heard you, and I haven't written much in that time either, but that changes this week. We're back recording shows, a new top five fun Friday coming up this Friday, and I'm booking guests left and right, like today. That's enough about me. I'm happy to be back. I'm glad this is over. I'm glad it's in the past. And now we move on to episode 324. It's Julio Trujillo. Now, Julio's been on the show before, more than seven years ago. Julio joined me in my kitchen with his teammates, Evil Rob and Russ Esposito. They were known as the Slump Busters back when we were all playing pub quiz a lot together. Shortly after that, he went on Jeopardy. And then during the pandemic, he was on The Chase. Now he is the co-founder of Colorado Trivia League. That's right. He's taken all these years of playing pub quiz and distilled that knowledge into his own company. He tells me in this episode, he started with one venue, very first venue he got, Colorado Sake Company. And now he's in like 27 venues. That is awesome. I love it when people bet on themselves and that bet pays off. Colorado Trivia Company, super cool. Six rounds of questions, 10 questions around. That's a high volume of trivia. That's right in my wheelhouse. I dig that. So Julio and I, we talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about the architecture of a good trivia question. We talk about his experience on the chase. There's a lot here. It's fun. It flies by. And it's just so nice to see a local good dude making a good product and shining a spotlight on it. So that episode comes to you momentarily. But first, we've been gone for so long. Got to pay some love to the sponsor. Four Degrees. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're doing online, Four Degrees can help you do it better. Whether you're building a campaign, trying to reach people with your good service or candidate, build a website, do email marketing campaigns, online advertising, social media marketing, no matter what you're doing online. As I said, Four Degrees can help you do it better, more effectively, and with more reach. They will not only help you get the message right, 
but to deploy it on the platforms where the people you are trying to reach actually are. They're an amazing company to work for. It's been fun to watch their growth. I've known Zach for a number of years. He is the founder of 4 Degrees. He was guest on episode 7 of this show, or maybe it was episode 9. It was eons ago, but he's been with me from the get-go. Proud to support him. 4 Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Now then, let's get to some content. For the love of God, how long has it been? Julio Trujillo. He's a winner on the game show The Chase. He's a runner-up on Jeopardy. He is the co-founder of Colorado Trivia League, and he's an all-around great guy. His episode, number 324, comes to you right now. Uh, we just have something special going on. We actually have a uh, trivia fundraiser. Um, I can't use another term because apparently another company has trademarked it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a trivia fundraiser for an organization called SOAR. It's called Seeing Our Adolescents Rise. And they, they do a lot of really great work um, doing like sort of adventure um, outdoor activities with sort of inner city youth that maybe not have the opportunity otherwise. So horseback riding and ski trips and hikes and things like that. Um, you know, so many people in Colorado live so close to these activities, but don't have the opportunities to, to do those kind of things. So they kind of provide that for um, for those those kids, which is really cool. So raising money for them. Um, and uh, we did one kind of for the holidays. And so we're doing a second fundraiser with them and hopefully it'll, it'll go well. And yeah, Comrade's a, a good space and they're, they, their headquarters is really close to there. So hopefully it'll be a perfect match. So. Yeah, that would be cool. I, um, I had someone on this show. Their name is Jess Ward. And they founded. Yeah, you know Jess. I've definitely heard that name before. Yeah, continue because I've heard that name before. So <laughs> Jess uh, was the executive director of City Wild, which which is like a very similar kind of thing. Um, I, I think during the pandemic, City Wild had to shut down, and Jess ended up taking another job. But the way you described it reminded me of their organization. I think she might be associated with Sword now, actually. Oh, cool! All right, uh, That's, it's funny. I mean, as you know, this town is tiny when you get right down to it i mean <laughs> if if you're more than three degrees of separation from someone it's like shocking or at least anyone of note but we do have a regular quiz at comrade and this is our like regular night for it so it's it's uh hoping to you know when you do these fundraisers i think it's the other thing is that it brings more people to the venue so it's uh good to just be able to bring more people to um you know any of our venues for for a treaty night and they can raise some money for a good cause is even better so well sure it's a tuesday night which Back when we intersected the first time, Tuesday, I think, was your regular quiz night at the Irish Snug. We were sort of in a different orbit then. Mine was Thursday. Um, But this is Julio Trujillo, who I knew as a member of the Slump Busters, uh, an all-star quiz team, through another company back in the day. You were also a contestant on Jeopardy, a contestant on The Chase, and now the co-founder of the Colorado Trivia League. So welcome back, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. So it's fun because I remember like, so we were friends on Facebook. You were on the show. Good God. How many years ago was that now? That was a lot. That was probably seven years ago at this point. I think it was actually when I was on your show, I was actually about to go on to Jeopardy. I think it was literally like, (laughs) that's right. Like I was like, knew I was going to go on. It was just going to be like a few more weeks or something like that. So yeah, which was 2015 is when I, when I did that. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Long, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, so it was seven years ago because, yeah, I think it was early 2015. I did that whole geek month. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was featuring the work of Geeks Who Drink. So I'm like, okay, I want to have a team. I want to have a quiz master. I want to have the question writer. And I want to have 
the main guy, and we covered that. And so we both talked about how we have you know a love of pub quiz just because it's so fun. Yeah. And the fact that you started your own pub quiz company is really cool. Talk me through that. How, how did you come to found this organization and, and, and create something which not everyone can say that they did, and it sounds like you're having some success so far too. Yeah, yeah. So the um, company is called Collar Trivia League, and it was uh, founded by myself and my good friend Derek, who is a fellow veteran uh, pub trivia player in Denver. Um, you know, we had the kind of the thought, you know, in 2019, both of us playing a lot of trivia, you know, like oh, a lot of the trivia in this town is kind of like a lot of sort of corporate trivia. It's all these big companies, like, you know, they don't do like Colorado questions. They don't really do a lot of kind of like, you know, more pure trivia kind of content. You know, it's a lot of sometimes like very flashy stuff that's not necessarily the best, like kind of just pure trivia. When you say um, pure trivia, what do you mean by that? You know, for example, I think that there's sometimes we'll get questions where it's like almost like a word game where it's like, you know, uh, anagram this actor and this other actor and then the anagram the movie that they were both in and it's like this whole kind of thing, you know, that's so involved. Like cutie poo kind of wordplay. Yeah, or something things like that or where it's just, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff like that and Okay. Um, and also sometimes it's, it seems like it's like very, you know, pop culture focused Tennessee is, you know, or there's, you know, um, yeah, just sometimes the questions like overwritten a lot of times and just, you know, you know, there's some, some of the companies were just maybe not as uh, the kind of pure trivia that we sort of people that like really enjoy Jeopardy or things like that, that, you know, would enjoy. Um, and it was just really kind of something that we didn't really think about, you know, um, but then pandemic happened, you know, I think the, the, the cards got reshuffled, you know, in a lot of ways, like all the bars had to close down, all the breweries had to close down, you know, anybody that had trivia, you know, nights before, all of a sudden they had to get rid of those trivia nights because we couldn't have in-person events. And so in some ways that was an opportunity to, um, you know, kind of see, hey, maybe there is a market for us. Maybe there is a way that for us to get into some of these places. They don't have these like long-term contracts anymore with these other companies and, uh, or some, there's some new places coming up, you know, some places had to close. And so people kind of, you started new things and did new stuff and, um, yeah, so we thought it could be a good opportunity, and, and it coincided with me being on um, this game show, which I won, called Chase, um, and so I won actually a, a decent amount on that, and was able to kind of provide some seed money for the company as well through um, through the winnings of that. So that's that's kind of the other reason why we were able to sort of do this now, and and yeah, we've had success. We've actually existed for technically a little bit over a year in terms of having our first client. Um, we had some ideas putting stuff together before then, but. Um, you know, our first client was Colorado Sake Company, which is in, in Rhino. Great, great place. They have really delicious sake and good food, too, actually. Um, and so they kind of took a chance on us. And um, we started there April in 2021. Uh, and now we're at 27 venues, I believe. Wow. So, decent amount of growth in just a year. And, you know, we, we try to kind of offer a, you know, a little bit more of a, a different product, kind of more Colorado-focused, maybe more like trivia-focused and you know, people respond to it, and I think it's been good. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to to more growth and seeing where it goes. So. That's cool, man. So okay, I got I got a bunch of questions about this, but okay, let's start with this one. So okay, the pandemic was interesting. You're right because it forced everyone to rethink sort of everything, at least in the short term. And now yeah. things are largely back to normal. It's funny as we're talking right now. I actually have COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Given that yeah. it's we're we're two plus years into this, and it yeah, finally my, a lot of my hosts have it too. Yeah, so. <laughs> it it hit me finally. I I feel fine. Um, but we all popped hot on Sunday, which was shocking. 
But the the type of quiz where we met, that had a high volume of questions, which is what I really like. I like going through a lot of material through a quiz. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, pub quiz was like, you know, you'd answer one question, they'd play like a song or two, come back to it, and you'd get maybe nine or ten questions a night. Where is your format in that spectrum? Do you guys do a high volume of questions, low volume? Where are you? High volume, yeah. We we do six rounds, um, ten questions each. Wow, yeah, that's pretty, plenty. Uh, yeah, yeah. We originally did um, an audio round that had ten questions, but uh, audio rounds are like a little bit harder to make and just are more time consuming. And since Derek and I are the only ones that write trivia for this company, we cut down to eight questions. Um, but the rest of the rounds are all ten. A lot of content. We play everything um, on our on the phone. We've been originally started with a Google system. We're transitioning to actually our own app on the phone. Um, and so the questions will be read by the host, but they'll also be available on the app. And then we also have at many of our venues, though not all of them, uh, uh, slides that we go through that have them you know, visually so people can see them as well. Okay, I got to ask um, then, because yeah. when we met, there was a no phones rule because it was almost too easy to cheat. Yeah. How do you uh, protect against cheating in your quiz? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a hard one. Um, uh, you know, so other companies have actually switched to a phone system as well, and I think it is a challenge to do it that way uh, with the cheating aspect. You know, one thing we we, we don't, um, you know, we, we just encourage at the beginning where I say, don't cheat, you know, and, and you know, sometimes they'll get, like, suspicious rounds every once in a while. It's like, everybody else got, like, six or seven on this round, and this one team got ten, <laughs> and that's a little weird, and let's keep an eye on them, and so we, we do see that sometimes. It's pretty rare, actually. I don't think actually people that, that many people cheat. I mean, we're only playing for, you know, bar tabs after all. It's not like a huge deal, but uh, right. you know, the suspicious activities sometimes will kind of flag it and we tell our host kind of to look for those sort of things too. And um, We also do a visual round. That's kind of interesting because I think that's the one that's hardest to cheat on because it's just a picture. Yeah. And so you can't necessarily like be like editing, you know, copying and editing, Googling something. You have to be like, what is this thing? And sometimes I'll be like a team that does like perfect and then does like, you know, really poorly on the visual round. It's kind of like, you don't actually know trivia. Ah. Well, I mean, one would hope that if you're going to do pub quiz, you're going to go there to have fun and just, yeah. like, you know, be an honest kind of broker here and, you know, the spirit of competition and all that. Because, yeah. again, you're right. It's, it's you know, you're, you're playing for bar tabs. And so you don't need to be so craven about it. So, yeah, I, I imagine there's a high degree of people policing themselves on that. Yeah. We do actually do these leagues where we have like bigger prizes for like kind of collective winnings over time. And so for the league finals, actually, we have our host hosting it, but then either Derek and I are there. And we actually do do a little bit of like that kind of perusing, just make sure people are not on their phones and not looking at things. And, uh, secret um, shopping them a little bit, huh? A little bit, yeah. Kind of just like walk around and sort of see like, oh, yeah, make sure everybody's on, on the level. And yeah, it really does seem like most people do not cheat. Um, and, you know, it's a risk with the system, but the advantages are it's just like, a ton easier to grade. It's a ton easier on yeah. posts, like, and um, you know, a little bit COVID friendly. You know, you're not having people having to physically, you know, hand in answer sheets every single time. And I mean, some of these quizzes, like you said, that you have to do a question. I mean, you're doing that like 20 times per night, you know. And yeah, I think you're on our venues too. Like, you know, you don't have to like see servers like waiting with their bag of you know the whole thing of like food. It's waiting for a whole <laughs> bunch of people to just go and. You know, everybody's just at their tables, it's all chill, and it's less chaos, in my opinion. And, and a lot of other companies have started to do that as well, and I think it's actually a good trend, in my opinion. I kind of prefer it. Well, you know, it's funny because I saw you on The Chase. I watched that episode that you were on. Oh, thank um, you. Yes, congrats on that. that. You were going against Brad Rutter, right? 
Yeah, yeah, went against the all-time Jeopardy uh, winnings champion. He's won the most money of anyone on Jeopardy. Yeah, I, I think he has. And up until recently, was completely undefeated until he lost to Jennings and Holzhauer, right? Yeah, in that tournament of uh, play. Uh, yeah, Like that ultimate tournament of champions or whatever they yeah, called exactly, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm also like a Jeopardy super freak. I, I love the show. But I remember you mentioning on that, I think your your little anecdote was how many gift cards you used to have from running pub quiz. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I would be derelict here if I didn't ask what the chase was like. What was that experience? Um, tell like I know there's probably an NDA that you signed where you can't reveal certain things about it. But what can you tell me about that experience and and ultimately winning the show? Yeah, no, I think I could say a lot actually. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a crazy experience. I. Didn't necessarily think I was going to go on another game show after Jeopardy. Um, I got second place when I was on there, and but then just sort of randomly was playing this like online trivia during um, COVID, and a producer came onto it and was like, "Yeah, we're looking for contestants," and so I just applied. Really wasn't sure I was going to get on, but somehow I ended up on there. Um, it was a very surreal experience because it was it taped in November 2020. This oh, is like yeah. height of COVID. Like this is <laughs> you know, so. We had to get like tested before, like we had like literally like go and get tested, and then immediately like put a FedEx in there. And then the moment we flew over there, we got, got tested again. We had to be like quarantined at a hotel. Uh, couldn't leave the hotel. It was this crazy thing, and wore like a mask and stuff every time we were like off the stage. And it was this crazy like back and forth. And um, it was it was quite a long experience. We I was actually the very first episode they taped. Oh wow! And they were not necessarily, uh, you know, super well organized at that point well they were not a well-oiled machine i would say they were they did they did a good job not to say that they did a right. poor job i think just trying to do something during covid and trying to figure that all out was a lot of of work so it was a really long day we were there from like 7 a.m to like 7 p.m Duh. Uh, for like one episode you know and there's a lot of technical things that happen you know lights not going on when they're supposed to and you know just different things and um yeah, so we had to. It was really like long and hard, and um, and actually, particularly during my time on, on the chase, like there was some technical things, and so I had to like get off and on the stage like multiple times because oh, there was like, light stuff happening and and uh, things were not set up right, and so it was just a lot of like, okay, let's get this going now. And in some ways, I think it might have helped though because if you saw the chase, uh, I actually got the first question wrong on my head-to-head versus Brad, mm-hmm. and that was when some of the technical things happened um, that they maybe go off stage. And I think that kind of like just calmed my nerves a little bit. And I kind of like <laughs> took, a, took a beat and was like, all right. And then I didn't, you know, lose any more after that. In fact, I did pretty well on that um, head-to-head. So. No, I, I remember you were, you were answering the questions like a machine there. The other thing I'll say about the chase is, as far as game structure goes, it's not super intuitive either. <clears throat> if, it's a complex show, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 as you're watching at home, you're going, okay, I, there's a lot of rules and a lot of almost like... I feel like the whole show is almost like in conditional tense. You know what I mean? Like if this happens, then this happens, or you need this to happen that triggers this. uh, And and you're going, okay. And and as a viewer, you're just trying to follow along. (laughs) Um, And so I imagine as they're doing the first episode, like it, you know what it reminds me of? Did you ever see that episode of friends where Joey is going to host a show called bamboozled? And you know, it's like, um, you need to you need to pick a wicked Wango card and then spin the wheel of destiny. And you're going, what the hell is even happening here? Yeah. So yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was intense to watch. Did you get to spend any time with Brad or Ken or any of those folks? Not really. No, uh, they really kept everybody very separate um, during the taping. I think now in the new seasons, I like to see some people up and on, and they have like their like selfies with them, and I'm like, 
Yeah, they didn't do that for us because it was just very cozy. <laughs> but you're right. Like, it was, it's very hard. Like, even when I talk about the show, A, like, most people have not heard of it, which is kind of surprising that it's like a primetime ABC, yeah. you know, major network. Like, people are like, what, Chase? I've never heard of that one. And then when I explain it, it's a lot of like, well, you see, at first you have to go head to head, and then you have to answer a bunch of questions, and, you have to, and then there's a team, and then, yeah, there's a lot of like, it is a bit to explain when I'm t- telling people like what the show's about. Um, there's multiple pieces to it for sure. I mean, I think it's, it makes it entertaining in some ways because it sort of is like very segmented, whereas like Jeopardy is like, it's going to be like the same thing every single time. Yeah. There's a little bit more unpredictability with the chase, which I think is like the appeal of it, but. Um, yeah, it is definitely um, a little bit more complicated for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a funny show to watch. I mean, once you sort of get it, you get it. But you know, I, imagine trying to explain the game of baseball to someone the first time. Um, yeah, you, you know, baseball is is a sport with a zillion rules in it. Yeah, basketball is pretty intuitive, right? Like each team is going to try and score more points than the other, and they each take turns going down the court and. There's a few rules within there, but that's the basic structure. Baseball is insane. It's like yeah. I've, I've had <laughs> cricket explained to me a bunch of times, and I still don't get it. Yeah. I think Chase is like the, the baseball of game shows. Or something. Probably, yeah. Okay, so you, you were on that. What were you doing before that? So now you're, you're obviously, you've co-founded this. You're an entrepreneur. You're running a business. Let's talk about that in a minute. But what were you doing before the Chase? I was a teacher, actually. I was in education. Um, when I was on the show last, actually... Uh, when I was on Jeopardy, I was doing my student teaching, um, and I just finished that. And, uh, um, so I was really broke at that time, actually, um, <laughs> could barely even afford my, like, you know, like hotel that I had to pay for when I was in, in LA for Jeopardy. Um, but yeah, I was a teacher for actually about the last seven years. Um, I just quit basically, um, June of last year, um, kind of end of school year. I'm good. I'm done. Um, not that I didn't enjoy teaching and being in education. There was a lot of good things about it, but, uh, um, it was hard the last you know, pandemic year, um, there's definitely a lot of like stop and start this and start that and do this and how to change and do different things. And, you know, a lot of what we're doing now is like online stuff that was yeah. really hard. Um, and you know, um, just being able to have this money from, from chase to kind of live off of for a little bit and help, you know, do something else, you know, kind of give me the opportunity to, to just move away from that. And, you know, maybe I'll go back to education at some point, but, uh, yeah, I know. I'm going to see how this works so far with uh, with this new company, Culture so. Yeah. What what um what was your specialty? What were you teaching? Um. So I did social studies for a bit, and then I actually got into kind of this um kind of college and career coaching sort of stuff. So I would do a lot of like kind of classes on like you know how to do a resume and how to like apply for jobs and kind of doing also would help um, people like apply to um. Uh, like different programs like uh you know emily griffith or like community college or different things like that so it's a lot of like kind of coaching people um kids you know how to like be adults essentially like you know adulting 101 a lot of ways cool um, was kind of what i what I ended up doing towards the end but yeah it was social studies when i first started and i did that actually for um like i think like probably say like five years and then i kind of went to this like other opportunity of doing this kind of college and career coaching stuff. Oh, that's cool. All right. So you go on the chase. That's obviously enough money that you won. I, I can't, I don't remember how much you won. Do, do you care to share it? So yeah, um, as a team, we collectively won um, $400,000. Wow. Um, and so we get uh, a third of that. So it ends up being $133,333. Repeating. Yes. Exactly. So um I got the extra penny, though, so that was good. Hey, good. Well, I mean, you answered the most <laughs> questions out of your team, right? This is true. I don't think it really 
ended up like that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, and then I imagine I've read enough of like former contestants from The Price is Right and stuff, so I'm sure they took a ton of money out of that for taxes, right? Yeah, no, actually, they didn't take anything in the beginning. Um, I just paid my taxes on it, like literally, like just a few, you know, like last month. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a hefty bill, and I'm used to like having refunds and like, oh yeah, I get a you know a thousand dollars back, cool. And yeah, that did not happen at all this time. It was, it was <laughs> you, pretty you, big bill. Um, you cut a big fat check to the government this year. Oh yeah, yeah, over thirty k. So oh god, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, but that yeah, that's clearly enough money to give you some cushion and decide what you want to do. So you found Colorado Trivia League. You got your how quickly did you get that first account in Colorado Sake? So we actually had kind of the idea to do this, like, right, actually right before the pandemic, essentially. And we're like, oh, maybe this would be a cool idea. And then the pandemic happened. We're like, well, this is not going to be a time where we can even start this company because everything's closed. Uh, but we, we did see it as an opportunity, the pandemic, everything being closed, as like, you know, when this is starting to be done and when it's starting to be over, you know, we could definitely start looking at starting this. And so we ended up doing was actually just writing a bunch of trivia for like, you know, hmm. a year and a half. Um, you know, we just ended up like writing a lot of rounds, especially a lot of our audio rounds, kind of get those kind of a like, nice, like, you know, backlog of, of those rounds to be ready to go. And then, um, you know, you know how the pandemic went, like it was sort of like, seemed like it was going down and it kept going yeah. up. And so we kind of started to like put feelers out. I actually would say like the summer, uh, summer, fall of like 2020. And then just like, it just wasn't happening yet. And then um, kind of by the spring of 2021, you know, we started get a little bit of more yeah you know we could start doing those events and and so yeah so sake was the first one that we got we did a lot of like kind of just going up and down like uh larimer and you know kind of in rhino and different parts where there's a lot of bars and just trying to like you know have drinks and get to know people and and make those personal connections and that's kind of how we started to get clients um right after Kawasaki we got epic brewing which was obviously like a you know i mean Kawasaki it was amazing to give us a wonderful opportunity but Epic, you know, is just much more well-known, I think, you know. In, sure, yeah. In your community. Um, and so when we got them as a client, that was kind of like, okay, we're actually doing this now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we can feel like we're, you know, um, on our way. So, yeah, so that was a good opportunity. And that was just really a lot of, like, going to these breweries and just making ourselves known and, and talking to the servers and the bartenders and, and eventually trying to find who the manager was and just making building those relationships, you know, essentially to – to get our first few clients. Um, and that's even still to some extent what we do today. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, it's a lot of shoe leather. Like, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that's, that's really all it is. You, you have to be willing to out hustle everyone else. And I can tell you, you're, you're at two of my favorite places. And so it's, it's a dereliction of duty on me that I haven't <laughs> been to one yet, but I also have two young kids, but you're at, st- you're at station 26 <laughs> and you're at tellers out in, uh, yeah, li- out yeah. in Applewood, T- <laughs> Tellers is uh, I got, I love that place so much. So yeah. uh, good food there. Dang. It's yeah. it's great food, and then uh, unbelievable brunch. That's it. Like my favorite thing. Their their green chili recipe is out of sight. But you alluded to. Um, I want to come back to that, but since you brought it up, I want to talk about it. Um, you talked about writing a bunch of trivia. I, I'm curious, what is the process of writing a round like for you? How do you construct a round? How do you thematically come up with things? And like. It might be illustrative if you give me like an example of what a round is and the type yeah. of question you might ask in a round. Yeah, I could do one that uh, we're doing soon. Um, because you have like so, a week before this airs. You have like a week and a day. So Yeah, yeah. So it's good. So yeah. Um, so next week is the uh, 30th anniversary of um, 
one of the classic all-time songs of all time, which is Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back, of course. Um, and so uh, knowing that was the 30th anniversary, I decided to do a whole round on that song, but not just, you know, the song itself, although there are parts of the round that are like things that are mentioned in the song, but also kind of like expanding on it. So there's a round on like Jane Fonda, or a question on like Jane Fonda, who's mentioned in it. There's right. a you know question on uh, Florence Joyner Griffith, who's mentioned in the song. Um, there's a question on um, Snake Anaconda, you know. So yeah. so various things that are mentioned in uh, the song Baby Got Back, as well as some parts of the you know the song itself, um, kind of make the round. And I think that's kind of how I write a lot of them. Is just sort of like, you know, it's a very loose theme. But then like, how can I make every round almost into like a random knowledge round? You have if you have knowledge of the song Baby Got Back, you would you would do better on this round. You'll you'll, you'll have next, a head start, right? Yeah, exactly. But you it's have a head start. But it's not a disqualifier. Like, not at all. Yeah. you know, if you're if you're I, I don't know, sixty years old or something, and you don't know the song in the least, you're not going to yeah. go into it and be like, "Well, I'm totally hosed, so I don't want to." Exactly. I don't, okay, I got it. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, no, I remember Jane Fonda. She was in that movie Clues. You know, like that's kind of like <laughs> how that could work. You know, so um, so yeah, there's um, there's different ways to kind of go into it, and we do that a lot. Like, and that's actually also what my business partner does too. He loves to write rounds on like holidays it's national prime rib day so here's a r- whole round on <laughs> ribs and pr- prime numbers and you know like yeah. all that kind of thing. anything related to like whatever it is but then it ends up being a little bit about you know history a little bit about science a little bit about pop culture you know everything kind of in there um so it's not just exclusively about the subject it appears to be so. well i mean give, given your experience here on the chase on jeopardy and years and years of playing pub quiz you know writing a good trivia question is not the easiest thing in the world because it's not, no. you, you need to give people some hooks to be able to reason out the answer rather than, you know, if, if you think about the movie Billy Madison, right? She's, uh, she's doing that. She's like stripping when he gets right answers. And she asks him, you know, Spanish Armada. And he knows it's in the year 1588, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't just ask someone. What year was the Spanish Armada in? You either know that or you don't, right? And that's a, yeah, true. That's a crappy question, right? So as you're conceptualizing how to write a question, how do you – like, like what's, your, what's your sort of philosophy on what makes or, or what is the correct architecture of a good trivia question? There is definitely an element of like a, some kind of extra hint that helps it out. You know, it also is good I think when it sort of like kind of connects the round a little bit or kind of has like something – you know, in there, um, like the Sir Mix-a-Lot one, like I actually would put like snippets of the lyrics as part of it. So like, like one of my questions was like, you can do workout tapes by this Oscar winning actress right. who was in Clute and you know, who won Oscars for Clute and coming home, you know, so it's kind of like, if you remember the song, it was like a little bit of like, oh yeah, that's the workout tapes by Fonda. And you, or even you remember that like Jane Fonda used to do workout tapes, yeah. you know, and also that you might know her as an actress. There's like a couple of different ways into the question, I think. Yeah. And that's always what we go for. Um, you know, we'll sometimes do like just even little things like alliterative aspects to it or or sometimes the theme itself will be helpful. I just did one where all the answers were an adjective and a day of the week. Like we just had like Easter Sunday and stuff like that. Oh, so, so that like Blue of, Monday or something? Blue Monday was one of the answers, 100%. So oh, cool. All right. New Order has this wonderful, you know, dance song. And, and so you can kind of like, okay, well, I know all the answers are going to be this. And so that helps you also sort of like fit into what the possible questions might be, you know? So okay. the possible might be so, just based on the theme as well. So first of all, you need like a frame 
from which you can start, but also yeah. the, the way you're describing it, I like the way you said that, multiple entry points um, exactly. into the question. So someone might on-ramp from a completely different point of view or perspective or lived experience and be like, they can still get it um, regardless of, of whether or not they actually know uh, what, what the subject seems to be, right? Yeah. I'm curious because the, the previous company that we met through used to send out surveys, you know, demographic information, things like that. Um, would you say your quiz skews any way? Is it generational or do you try and cut across generations? You know, we all have biases, w- whether we realize it or not. How do you account for that when you're creating these, these questions to get as broad an audience as possible? Or do you want a, as broad an audience as possible? Um, yeah, I think we do want a broad audience. My business partner is was born in the 70s. I was born in the 80s. And so I think that helps us too. We have just a little bit of a slight generational difference in sure. terms of our writing. I also think that, uh, you know, we have a lot of like Xennial, you know, uh, kids coming up wanting to play trivia. And so I try to make an effort to do, like I actually like go on TikTok and like go on like things like that to kind of just get like different ideas for questions that would be something that they would get. I also really think about that on the music. Mm. Uh, you know, when I do a music round, I actually really, really like it when it's like one or two are clips are like literally hits from like the last like even just a couple of years. Yeah. And then, you know, some of them are from the 2000s, some of them are from the 90s, maybe one or two from the, you know, 80s or 70s and that kind of thing. It really kind of cross, caught across a lot of them. Um, and I think with music, too, with like Spotify and movies and, and different things, like people are exposed to music from so many different generations now that like, you know, you don't necessarily have to be like just focused on like one era of music you know people know songs by the beatles and in songs by nirvana and you know different groups because even if they are younger because they are now in you know so many different movies and different things and, and they're you know you know things on spotify and, and so yeah i think it kind of cuts across a lot um but i do try to make an effort to make it really like cut across a lot of generations one of the quizzes we host at is actually this place called x we only do it once a month but the X is like one of those, like, I call them kind of like a, like out of college dormitory. It's like downtown. And you basically like <laughs> live with a group of people. You only have like a bedroom and you live like, and have a shared space with like other people in, in your, your apartment. And they have a big, like top deck pool, bar, whole complex up there. And so we, uh, we have, we host it once uh, a month there. And I would all, almost all the people that live there are like really young, like, and, you know, they're, they're twenties. And uh, we have a pretty popular quiz there, actually. Like, people really, like, respond to it and, and seem to, like, uh, you know, think that we're we're getting that Zoomer generation pretty well, I guess. So, <laughs> good. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's good. Yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting trick to have to pull off to where you want the quiz to be challenging but not impossible for anyone. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that can be tough. Pivoting back, you said that quiz is doing pretty well, and it sounds like you guys have found some success. What I want to ask is, how have the rhythms of entrepreneurship come to you? Because I know it can be quite jarring when you, you know, you're starting your own business. There's always going to be growing pains. Have you slotted into this pretty well? Yeah, it's been a challenge. Um, I never owned a business before. I mean, literally have very, very no, very none, um, you know, business experience. Try to learn a lot. I mean, I didn't even know about like creating an LLC, you know. Yeah. <laughs> In doing accounting, all that different stuff. So we had to learn a lot. Uh, our biggest challenge probably has been um, actually the hosts. The hosts. Um, we have really good hosts, um, but we've also had um, a lot of hosts that have not worked out at all. And 
um, have you know been flaky on us and have done or just aren't really necessarily the greatest host and and you know our venues are not happy with people that we have there and so we've had to do a lot of pivoting and a lot of trying to figure out that out but it's really hard now you know because job market the way it is you know like people I mean I think people are looking for this kind of thing and it's like a nice little side gig and we we um, paid pretty decently for it in fact we you know the majority of the cost of our trivia goes to our host and that's fine uh, if you want to have some good people doing it but uh, yeah it's, it's been hard um you know making sure that we can have have our venues covered to be honest um uh, to some extent. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't manage people in my business, and that's on purpose. Yeah. Um, I, I've never wanted to do that. And anyone you talk to who's in any degree of management position will tell you managing people is always going to be the most challenging part. Yeah. And that's absolutely right. Yeah. It's been, and again, we have some really good people, and I, I'm so appreciative of our hosts. They're amazing. Um, and in fact, part of the reason why we're switching to the apps is to make it easier and easier for them because the new app actually is self scoring essentially and oh, wow. and one of the most labor intensive processes has been the scoring on google sheets and so um hopefully just make that easier for them and then just like, make everything more smooth and and uh we got a bunch of um, comedians i posted in like a comedian forum and um there's a lot more really good hosts but they, they have kind of a some of them are not always like as technically minded and so i think having a new app will be helpful because i want them to be able to just like have fun with it and like make jokes and like make it an entertaining experience and you know and, and so they're kind of like get stressed out and like the technical stuff. I'm like, all right, you know, let's make sure <laughs> if you can bear with us for a few more weeks, we promise we can have this app. It'll be great. You know, so, well, um, I, I can tell you, um, from my perspective. So I had my favorite quiz masters and I would follow them around, you know, yeah. in, in, in the, in the previous company where we met. And I mean, a good host is worth their weight in gold because people 100%. will, will come for that person. Like the game can be fun, but if the host isn't good, you know, we had some substitute quiz masters where I'm like, I'm going to kill myself, like, listening to this. <laughs> um, and you could always tell who was actually good at scoring and who wasn't because it is a lot to do. I mean, it, and, and you know, people want that you want to have reliability in the ability of the quiz master to tabulate the scores correctly because while we're just playing for bar tabs, like, if, if it's not on the level, then you go, what are we even doing here? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a balance, one percent um, reliability. You know, you want someone that's going to show up every single week and is going to do a good job and like be there and is technically good. And then there's also just like they have that kind of charisma and they have yeah, that ability to, like yeah. grab the attention. Those all those don't always go together. It's 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 been um, we, we have some that are really do combine them perfectly. And we're like, yes, you're we love you, we want you everywhere. But we I think we have um, kind of some on both ends a little bit. We have like some really charismatic hosts that like are really enjoyable and entertaining, but either have had reliability issues or like, you know, issues with those sort of technical aspects or we have like these super reliable, you know, the, we love them, but they're not necessarily like the most like, not the most uh, dynamic host, dynamic host, you know, and, and I'm not like, I've actually never really hosted before. I, I actually host a lot of trivia now because I kind of have to. And <laughs> well, it's uh, your company. Exactly. Um, and I think I do a decent job. I, I, don't, I personally don't consider myself like to be some kind of like amazing host. And I'm like, I just want them to do, you know, as well as I can, at least in terms of like the being a personable person. Um, and, you know, hopefully that's that it can get to, to even somewhere a little bit below my level. I'm happy. Do you, uh, so now that you're writing quiz and now that you are hosting quiz, do you ever miss playing it? I do. I really do. Um, I, and I still play a little bit. I still play a little bit. When we first started the company, we actually played quite a lot. Um, you know, cause we only had like a few nights a week that we were, um, you know, doing stuff and, 
Yeah, but you can't um, play your own product, right? No, no, I play other. Okay. Games. Oh, I got you. Uh, yeah. No, and it, I think it's it's interesting because it's like uh, you you kind of want to see like a little bit of like what's the competition doing a little bit like of course. You know, how their nights going? How you know how their hosts doing? That kind of thing, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see. And then I still, you know, I'm actually good friends. There's a couple of like other like small, really small independent um, quiz masters that I'm friends with. Um, I have just like two or three nights a week, and so I love to support them, especially because you know they're just like they're just doing this for fun, and they're you know just sometimes they write some interesting questions in like their cover, and um, so I love to kind of support them, um, just as like kind of fellow sort of smaller operators and uh and yeah you know and also um you know to check out some of the bigger companies and i think it gives us a more educated view of like what the competition is like in terms of talking to clients or potential venues and kind of saying like hey so we know this one's going on this night like this is what they offer this is why i think we're better because we do x y and z this is what they do um you know so you can kind of understand a little bit about the competition and we're all some ways competing for like the same same venues you know so be yeah. able to understand what was going on with them is always a good thing to to know. So, so there's you, multiple companies out there actually. So. Oh yeah, no, there's a ton of them. Uh, I I have a friend who owns a brewery, and you know they've tried out a, a handful of them. I don't think any of them have fully stuck with them. I I don't know where they're at right now, but we can talk about this off mic later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you you bring up an interesting point. Um, have you gotten any static or any? have you had any issues with other companies going, Oh my God, another one here. And like, what's kind of your theory on competition in that regard? The one thing that kind of sets us apart, I think from the competition well, there's two things. I think one is that we actually are deliberately a, a better value um, in, in almost every case. So we're, um, you know, less weekly cost for the venues. And I think, you know, if someone's want to try trivia, they might want to go with us because of that. And I also think it appeals to some of our smaller breweries. Like, you know, we have um, a couple of really great ones. Uh, Comet Brewing down in, in um, Littleton. I love them. A little family-owned place. Um, Renegade Brewing down kind of over on Santa Fe. Oh, but yeah. A lot of these spaces are only like, they only have 10 tables, you know. So it's like, you know, even if they're, we're filling up to the rafters every single week, which we often do at some of these places, um, you know, it's not necessarily worth it for them to go for, you know, a $200 a week trivia company when there's us as a, you know, sort of cheaper alternative yeah. that could still provide a good product, you know, so... And then I think the second thing is, you know, we are a, a you know local company. We're Colorado. We have Colorado attorney as part of our name, and we do have Colorado questions. Like we actually specifically put whole rounds that are Colorado based. Like we put questions that are Colorado based. There's a whole round of like different uh, spokespeople you see on like uh, commercials. Oh so, like, sure. Frank Azar and Dylan Doug and you know, that <laughs> lady from Natural Grocers and. Oh, all God. those people. So um, yeah, that, yeah, kind of <laughs> that lady who grins weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you said the name of the company. You have to name who she was, fortunately. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like all those kind of things. Omira Ford, and you know, sure. uh, yeah. So we kind of do stuff like that to kind of keep it sort of like feeling like you know you're part of the community a little bit. Yeah, so I think that kind of sits apart as well. Well, I'm, um, I'm curious, was anyone pissed that, that you're in this place? Like, you know, like when, when I say your theory on competition, yeah. I, I think it's interesting how you differentiate yourselves and. That's like, I'm glad to know that, but you know, some people, they view competition as, you know, like, let's go out and slit some throats. Um, and, and there are companies that are just wired that way. And then there are companies who go, you know what? There's a ton of venues here. There's a little bit for everyone. Where do you kind of fall on that spectrum? Oh, we're definitely in the latter. We're definitely in the latter for us. And I don't know. I don't necessarily think that like the other companies are, I mean, we haven't heard anything in terms of like, you know, that kind of like cutthroatness. We're certainly not that way. Um, I mean, we did just get an email. I got my an email from the head of 
that big trivia company. Um, and it was in regards to like trivia fundraisers and like cannot use a, a term that they use for ah. trivia fundraisers because it's a copyrighted term, which I didn't realize. But they were like very, it's always very nice about it saying like, oh, don't worry about the one that you're working on now. Just like in the future, don't use that. And Oh, you know, cool. All like, right. Good luck on the on the fundraiser. And they and they do great fundraisers too. Like, you know, they I get it in some ways. They you know, they raised a bunch of money recently for Ukraine stuff. And so, um, you know, I think it's all about just like we're all part of this community and you know, there's there are plenty of venues you're right. And our focus has really been on on Colorado and we want to grow here and uh, you know, I think our next step is to try to do more actually maybe like Fort Collins and like Boulder and those kind of places. And so we're not really focused necessarily on trying to grow outside of that where some of these companies are. Um, and so we're, we're cool with where we're at. And, uh, um, and ultimately for me, like my goal would be to just have like a good regional trivia company that has, you know, we'll say 50 to 70 venues or something or something like that, you know, um, maybe double one double what we're at right now. If we're at that point, you know, I'm, you might be just partner making a huge amount of money from it. You know, we, kind of manage that i think maybe have an employee or two but we're not trying to like go crazy and bring like national bands for some big trivia competition you know that's national or anything like that we don't have in my mind i don't have ambitions like that well at least not yet anyway not uh, yet yeah <laughs> i mean there, there's always there's always a new mountain to climb depending on you know and, and everyone needs something to kind of shoot for but i think what you what you described is 50 to 70 at that point are you comfortable enough like, are you feeling good with where you're at? And you go, this job supports a comfortable lifestyle for me. I've talked to my business partner about that. And I think we're most of us, I think he may be a little bit more ambitious than me, but I kind of think so. Like if you, we, we, if you do the math at that point, you know, we're each able to kind of take a decent amount, you know, home and support ourselves, maybe even like be able to save and like eventually buy a house if that ever can happen in Denver. Who knows? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, and I think even, even have like, um, an employer too. We currently have a salesperson who's working on commission. We'd love to have him be like more of a permanent employee and be able sure. to pay a salary and stuff. And he, cause he's a great guy and, um, uh, have maybe like another person. We have a couple of thoughts of that, like, you know, be able to support like a couple of like at least one or two 40 K a year kind of jobs and, and still make enough money for us as well. And, but you know, the thing is if you get too big, you really becomes a thing of like, you have to have a lot of employees and you have to do a lot of extra things and there's different legal things and there's different legal things even go in different states, you know, and uh, yeah. technically you have to, our LLC is only really for Colorado. And so you have to like potentially get other licenses and things like that. And um, so, yeah, I think it adds just an extra layer of compl complication. Um, you know, we'll have to see when we get there. You never know. I mean, there's different things, but uh, I could see even see it be a little bit more than, than 50, but um, uh, you know, yeah around there, I think is a good kind of balance of like being able to support ourselves decently, but also being able to manage everything that we need to manage, you know, with just kind of keeping it small. Well, there's, I mean, there's a ton of venues out there and I think people are excited to get back out in the real world. For I, sure, for sure. I know that this summer is like every band I really want to see seems to be coming through here. It's like someone unkinked a garden <laughs> hose. And now it's yeah. it's just a it's a fire hose of of concerts coming at me. So I think we're all ready to get out of our houses, and so I, I think the timing is good for you. And yeah, I certainly wish you all the luck in the world with it, um, and whatever I can do to help, including featuring you here. Let's <laughs> let's wrap up, Julio. Uh, now's the time when we do plugs. Where can people find you? Where can they find Colorado Trivia League? Anything you want to plug? Plug it now. I mean, the main thing I would say is uh, follow us on social media, Colorado Trivia League on Instagram and on uh, Facebook. 
we post a, like a weekly schedule. We have an answer of the day on there. So it also has like the, the sort of day schedule. Um, but yeah, we're at over, you know, 25 venues Monday through uh, Thursday. And yeah, people should check us out. You know, if you're looking for something to do and, you know, have some fun with friends and we think we have a good product and we love to share it more with people. So Cool. Well, I will uh, put links to that in the companion blog piece. You can find that on johnofalltrades.us. Also, uh, in the show notes, whether you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your pods, you'll find it there. On social, I am J-O-A-T pod, so I'll make sure I tag you guys. Julio, man, what a fun time and what a uh, what a great time getting connected. I'm so happy to see you make the entrepreneurial leap. I love it when people do that. Chasing their yeah. dreams, making it happen, and uh, can't wait to see you again, and I wish you nothing but continued success. Yeah, see you at Trivia. And that'll do it for episode 324 of the John of All Trades podcast with Julio Trujillo, co-founder of Colorado Trivia League. He gave you the link. Hit them up on social media, both Facebook and Instagram. You heard my tag there. It's J-O-A-T pod across platforms. Not only Facebook, not only Instagram, but Twitter, Snapchat, and Pinterest. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. I do training, content, engagement podcasting no matter what kind of pr you need i got you covered except for maybe crisis i don't to do that but if you have a podcast idea i'm happy to help you get it off the ground and optimize it i can show run it for you i can produce it whatever you need just hit me up j-o-n at deftcom.us d-e-f-t-c-o-m.us if you're listening on itunes stitcher spotify audible pandora wherever you get your pods if there's the ability to rate us, please give us a rating. And further, if you have a couple more seconds, just drop us a review. Something you like about the show, give us a couple of lines. That helps the visibility of the John of All Trades podcast. God, it feels good to be back. It has been way too long. I'm thrilled to be back in front of the mic and bring you great content. I have shows lined up for the next couple of weeks. Barring something going catastrophically wrong, I should be with you for the foreseeable future. But... In this landscape, you never, ever know. So take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I wish you good health. I wish you happiness. I wish you fulfillment. And I wish to hear you back here again very soon. Until I do, say goodnight, Tracy. That's good, Johnny.